Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Over the weekend, Britney Spears announced she has suffered a miscarriage a month after revealing her pregnancy. The singer's heartbreaking story will resonate with many families across Ireland, with about one in every five pregnancies in Ireland ending in miscarriage. That is approximately 50 miscarriages a day. We're now joined on the line by Jennifer Duggan from the Miscarriage Association of Ireland. Good morning to Jennifer. Good morning, Alan. Thanks so much for having me on. Lovely to talk to you, Jennifer. And we heard the news, the sad news, that Brittany had a miscarriage early in pregnancy. But mm-hmm. apparently this is extremely common all around the world. Yeah, it is. And I suppose it's something that happens so commonly. You'd, you'd imagine that it would be spoken about more and that there wouldn't be such a stigma still attached to it. But unfortunately, that stigma is still there. And like you said, there when you're introducing it, one in five women will have a miscarriage at some stage of their lives. And I mean, that's a huge number when you think about in a room of people, of 50 people, the amount of women that actually have had a miscarriage. Um, so the, the numbers are huge. All right. So the stigma you just said there is still attached. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an unwritten rule, isn't there, Jennifer, that you don't tell anyone you're pregnant until you're 12 weeks. Why is this something that is still done, do you think? Yeah, I think it's just, I think people have the mindset that once you get to 12 weeks that you're over the danger point and I suppose the reality is a lot of miscarriages would happen before that 12-week mark. So I think people are being cautious in that. I suppose the thinking behind it is that if you don't tell people you're pregnant and if something goes wrong, you then don't have to go and explain to people if you're not in a position to. Um, But then I suppose on the flip side of that is when things go wrong, that's when you need the support the most. So it's really a very personal choice as to why whether people tell or don't tell. Mm. But that, that, I suppose that thinking or that school of thought is still there. But a lot of people do wait for that first scan and, and tell people then after that. Is it talked about enough? Miscarriage, does more need to be done by way of discussing it, conversation, debate? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's not talked about. And I suppose when people do talk about it, there's an awkwardness around it. So, I mean... I know myself, my own experience would have been I would have had a number of miscarriages and I suppose I would have been quite open later on um, but initially I wouldn't have been and I suppose part of the reason I wasn't was because when I did speak about it the awkwardness from the other people that I was speaking to just added to to my own feelings of of hurt and I suppose it just made me not want to talk to people right. and I think it's just a societal issue that people people just don't know what to say and People don't know how to react. When you tell them that you've lost a baby, it's it's an uncomfortable conversation to have and I think people would rather not, not be in that position of having to, to speak to somebody about it yeah. unless they've been through it themselves. How does it affect men, Jennifer? Definitely. I mean, my own husband was very strong at the beginning for me when we had our miscarriages. He would have been the one that would have made all the phone calls to family to tell them that we'd lost our babies. Um... But he was, I suppose he was, he had lost his baby as well. And at the same time, he was trying to look after me and mind me and be strong for me. And I think, again, it comes down to perception that the man has to be the strong one and the man has to be the one to to pick up the pieces. But the reality is the dads feel it just as much as the moms and and it's a very difficult time for them as well because, again... The, the perception is there that they have to be the ones to remain strong. You, you say you have had miscarriages. How many in total? Um, I mean, if if you don't want to go into it in too, too much detail, I totally understand. But can you share with us, mm. if you feel comfortable, how many you've had and, and the length, uh, how far the pregnancies have progressed? 
Yes, I suppose we would have um, got married ourselves when I was quite young. I got married when I was 23, so I suppose the thought of anything going wrong never even entered our heads. My husband's a runner, so he would be very fit and healthy, and I would have been healthy myself, so the thought of anything going wrong never entered our heads. So I suppose our first miscarriage would have been back just in 2008, just after we got married, Um, and we went for a dating scan at 13 weeks, not having any signs of any problems to be told I'm, I'm really sorry there's no heartbeat and I suppose for us I had the perception again that if you were having a miscarriage you'd know about it and we were told we were having a missed miscarriage or a silent miscarriage which I didn't know could happen I always thought yeah. if you were going to have a miscarriage you'd have signs and I didn't um, so that was our first miscarriage and we actually went on we had six miscarriages in total six um, yeah, yeah. Now we have three kids in between, so we had we had yeah. two losses, and then we had our son, and then we had two more losses in our daughter, right. and then two lo- two more losses before our last little boy was born. He's seven next month or seven in July. Yeah. So it was, how, um, how did you how did you, how did you stay, stay so strong as a couple then, uh, having gone through six miscarriages and and you have three yeah. wonderful children now, and of course you you will say to me and rightly so you have nine children, don't you? That's it, yeah, yeah, and I suppose that, again, it's it's a question I always find difficult when, when I'm asked how many kids I have because depending on who, who I'm speaking to, I'll say I have six or I have or I have three and I have six babies that didn't make it or sometimes I just say I have three and then I feel the guilt for not not having spoken about the other yeah. that we lost. Yeah. Um, and I suppose you, you asked about how, how we coped as a couple and I suppose the reality of it was it's not easy. Um, we had two losses consecutively and I suppose after the second loss, I dealt with it very differently. I became very angry. I pushed my husband away an awful lot after our second loss. And I remember even having a conversation with him, telling him that he should go and find somebody else to marry that could give him a family because we were starting to think, well, there's something really wrong here. Is is it ever going to work out? Um, but then I suppose as, as we went through it, I suppose it, it did bring us stronger as a couple as well. Um it was in a shared grief like that. You do, you do become stronger, but that's not the case for a lot of people. Do Do we know what causes miscarriage, Jennifer? Yeah, no. I mean, it's, uh, sometimes there can be a genetic reason behind it. That's the case for 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 what we found out was I actually have a genetic condition that does put put us at a higher risk. Yeah. But in a lot of cases, there isn't any answer found. I mean, you can have testing done. Um, but it may not always give a, give an answer as to why it's happening. Sometimes there isn't always a reason for it, um, and that can be very hard to take. Because I think when you go through a loss like that, you just want a reason and you want somebody to say, "Okay, this is the problem. Take this pill, and and you'll be fine next time." And unfortunately, in a lot of cases, that's that's not what happens. I really would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being so honest and open with us this morning. I know you will have helped a lot of people. But by way of conclusion, I just need to get from you uh, information you can pass on to people who are in a similar situation to you, uh, where they can get the information and help if they need it. And is there any way where men can also be given help if they're suffering silently and quietly with the loss of of a child? Because I'm glad you mentioned that, because it does affect men as well. So, um, yeah. for for women, where can they get the information? And is there any help for men out there too? Yes, I suppose for, for both men, women and men, our, our website is www.miscarriage.ie and I suppose there is a list of supports there and, and they're not just for, for women, they are for the men as well. So we have a telephone support line, 
that runs Monday to Friday and that's from 10 to 12 in the morning and 8 to 10 in the evening. And there's always somebody on the phones there that can, can speak to both men and women in relation to loss. It's always somebody from, from our committee who has been through a loss themselves who get it and understand. And like I say, it's, it's open to, to men and women. Right. And then I suppose the other support we have is we do, I suppose prior to COVID, we held, held monthly support meetings in Dublin, Cork and Galway. But I suppose when COVID hit, the need for support was still there. And what we did was we actually set up Zoom meetings. Right. Um, and the demand was so high for those meetings, we've actually started running two meetings a month. Um, so it's normally the third Tuesday and Thursday of each month. And next month will be on now again, would be the next one people could join in with. And again, that's open to both men and women. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.